Well, we've been talking to you about the uh, Noe edition of the Koran Talmud Bavli. It is a uh, remarkable and incredible achievement. The editor-in-chief is with us live via telephone. That's our wonderful friend, by Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinreb. And we get to speak on this Seum Day about one of the greatest accomplishments uh, in, um, well, in the history of Talmud, I think we could say. Rabbi Weinrib, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Okay, it's good to be here, Blachum. I appreciate Where that. I, I can only imagine what kind of uh, project this was for you and what kind of undertaking it was to have this entire Talmud complete. It must be an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling, and we finished, as we promised, uh, when we started, that we would uh, finish each uh, Masechet, each Masechta, uh, in time for the people to begin the next Masechta on the cycle. So we really made uh, our Siyam, finishing the 42 volumes of the entire Koran uh, Talmud Bavli, the translation of Rav Steinzalt's Hebrew translation, um, we finished it in seven years, seven and a half years. Unbelievable. Um, many, I'm sure, are curious about the differences, the uh, the different things that Koren, Rabbi Steinzaltz, yourself and your team bring to this Talmud. Is there a way to give us a general overview of why this Talmud is so different than others? Well, there's no question that uh, this Talmud is different from others. I think the place to start is um, to realize the role that Rav Steinsaltz, uh, maybe well, um, had in, in this entire project. Uh, really, the project started off with his project, which was a 40-year-plus project, a one-man project most of the time, of a very special person, Rav Adin Steinsaltz, who uh, brought to the translation of the Talmud into modern Hebrew uh, all of his very, very diverse skills, uh, which include just a brilliant grasp of language, great erudition in the actual study of Talmud, and an understanding of the audience uh, that he was aiming at. And that audience is what we might say every man, every person. No matter what the person's background, whether a person had zero background or the person had um, extensive background, or the person was himself a Torah scholar, Rav Steinzeltz had that person in mind when he did his Hebrew translation. What we've done over the past eight years or so is to take his Hebrew translation and translate it into an English, which is also designed to reach everyone, uh, to reach people with little background or people with very extensive uh, scholarly background. Um, so that, that's the beginning. What Rav Steinsaltz added to his translation were what's technically called marginalia, which means uh, facts, background, extra information, analyses, which are supplemental. Uh, they're placed in the margin of the text. And these are, are extremely important because they provide something which we think is unique. They give the student the context, the historical context, the biographical context. We have in the margin on almost every page, we have the biographies of the people, the men, the women, the Jews, the non-Jews, the friends, the enemies of the Jewish people who, who, who are on the pages of the Talmud. And when a general reader reads a Talmud, he has no clue 
uh, as to who these people are, were, and what the historical context was. Wow. So we do that. Unbelievable. Um, uh, that's that's all in terms of the, the taking what Rav Steinzel did and putting it all into English. Let, but then we've expanded upon it in a number of ways. Let, let me ask uh, you. Let me first ask uh, you about the translation. By Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weiner is with us, editor in chief, Noe Edition, Koren Talmud Bavli. Um, you talk about the translation, and, and you alluded to the fact that translating is not easy. Translating is, is difficult. I would assume translating sometimes uh, to reach everybody, as you said was the goal, can also be a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky. So, I mean, who are, the, who are the people that are concentrating on the translation from Hebrew to English, and how much of a challenge is it for them to really get the translation into the vernacular? People shouldn't think, that they're reading a 100-year-old translation or even a 2,000-year-old translation? Okay, so we, first of all, had a number of people involved in the entire process. I can't mention them all by name, but we had a team of translators, translators who took the text from the Steinzalz translation and rendered it into English. These are people, men and women, who are Torah scholars and experts on the English language as it is now spoken. Mm. <laughs> as it is now spoken. Right. I began teaching Dafyomi before there was Steinsaltz available and before there was um, uh, Art Scroll available. And uh, what was available to me was Sansino, was the English translation right. from Great Britain. Right. That was not for every person. Uh, and, and it had to be, I don't want to say dumbed down, but it had to be made uh, expressed in a vernacular that's understandable to the people of today. Now, we found, and I think the uh, editors of other editions have also found, that there's been a difference over in our lifetime, the past 20 years or so, between the level of English language spoken and read by people then, 20 years ago, and today, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of the reason that we may need another translation <laughs> 20 years down the pipe. Uh, but we had a, a, a special team of translators. Those translations were reviewed by a special team, again, of men and women editors, uh, and then, again, proofreaders, copy readers, etc. We also had language consultants, not only for the English language, but the Talmud is, is replete with Greek and Latin and Arabic and Persian words right. uh, that the average uh, Hebrew reader uh, has no clue as to what they really mean. And often our great traditional commentators weren't really familiar with some of these language, languages. So we had consultants, academics, who helped us with both the English stylistic language, but also with the Greek and Latin terminology, the Arabic uh, terminology, the Aramaic, and the Persian words, which are to be found in the Talmud. These all make make our product extremely unique. You you are surrounded by a a group of amazing scholars, to say the least. Yeah, Yeah, that's, I always look at it in personal terms, this was my privilege. First of all, I had the privilege of working with Rav Steinzeltz himself and with his team, uh, with Rabbi Dr. Sholom Berger, for example, who was a senior content, content uh, editor, with Rabbi Josh Schreier, who really did the, the bulk of the, of the daily work 
of supervising the translation, supervising the team, hiring uh, and finding uh, these people who could do the job for us. Uh, and their names need to be mentioned as well. Unbelievable. All right, all right. Dr. Tzvi Hirsch-Weinerb is with us. Now, I mean, people wonder who this is for. And I ask you, can both a beginner and someone who's, you know, somewhat of an expert in Talmud, can both of them gain from this project, from the Noe edition, Talmud Bavli? Well, the, the simple answer, the short answer is yes. <laughs> and, and the evidence we've found over the past seven or eight years, from the very time that the first Mesech, the Brochos, went on into the market, onto the market, we, be, we stayed in contact, contact with the people who were buying it, mm. who were subscribing the entire set, or buying it volume by volume, or just tasting it here or there. And we've, we, we've compiled quite a list of individuals, and the diversity of that list is very, very impressive, because we have people uh, who themselves are teachers of Talmud, who are giving the shear and dafyomi, are accomplished Talmudic Chachamim, who use it, but we also have people who have had no previous contact, people outside the Orthodox community, men and women, who, uh, who have found this helpful and who have sent us um, uh, descriptions of the excitement uh, that they experience when they first open, open the pages of the Koran Talmud Bavli. One of the things pointed out to me is that the English is not right in front of the one who's studying it, meaning that they have to uh, pay a little bit more attention uh, to the Hebrew, to the Aramaic, in order to, uh, uh, you know, to, to gain a proficiency, so to speak, if they want to. They have, to, they have to seek out the English translation more than in other uh, Talmuds that are out there. What does that mean? What does that mean that it's not on the page, and why was it done that way? Okay. So this is, this is an important, very important component of this new uh, Koran Talmud Bavli. Uh, you have the, the book in front of you, the actual text, which comes, by the way, now in various editions. We right. have a full-size, full-color uh, edition because we have many illustrations Photographs, sketches, maps, diagrams, uh, charts uh, in full color um, in one edition. Then there's a black and white edition. Just recently we have a PDF edition available, and we also have a paperback edition available. Now when you take the volume and hold it in your hand, you can open it as you would any Hebrew book from from the right. When you open it there, you have in front of you um, the entire Masechta, in the Vilna Shas format, in the, in the traditional format of what a Blat Gemara looks like to most people, the Vilna edition. Mm-hmm. But that Vilna edition is nothing on that page but the Vilna edition. It's only the Hebrew, the Aramaic, the Rashi, and the Tosfos. However, it is Menukad Umufusak, which means it is punctuated with it has Nekudot, Number one, and number two, it has punctuation marks like periods, question marks, exclamation marks, colons, semicolons, etc., in the text of the Vilna Shas. If a person opens it this way, he's really looking at a traditional Black Gemara with these extra aids of the Nakudot and the punctuations. Now take that same book and open it as you would open an English book from left to right. And there, the whole, the whole, what confronts the, the reader is something very different. What you have instead is the Hebrew text, or the Aramaic text, the original text, mm-hmm. only that text, 
no Rashi, no Tosis, just the text of the Gemara, broken down into what I would call sound bites, broken down into no more than a short paragraph each, surrounded by white space. So you're not overwhelmed by this page with so much on it. All you see in front of you is the original Talmud text side by side with the English translation and spacing between those paragraphs. So you can study it sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, where you can review several pages at once, depending upon how much time and how much uh, effort you want to give it. Um, so so that, that's, that's what you're seeing in front of you when you open it from this page or from that page. So in any one volume, you have the traditional page and you have the simplified page broken down with the illustrations, the charts, the notes, etc. What the design is really designed for a person who wants to gain the skill of studying Talmud for himself or for herself. That person should begin with the English translation side and look just at the Talmud text, uncomplicated by anything else except the translation. The translation comes in, uh, as you look at the translation, the English text in front of you, you will see bold letters and letters which are not bold. The bold is the translation, the literal translation expressed as finely, as exquisitely, as accurately, with nuance, as possible. But weaved in between the bolded text is the unbolded text, which is an explanation, not an interpretation, mm -hmm. not an analysis, just the, the explanatory phrases necessary to make you understand what you're looking at. As you do that, and in a pretty short time, I've, um, people tell me they do it after just 20 or 30 uh, dapim, uh, pages of Gomorrah, they begin to get a feel for what this is all about and how this works. Then they can switch back to the original Vilna page, and then they're, 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 they're full-fledged students by that time. Every they state. can look in Rashi, etc. They can move on. So it's intended to develop the skill of learning on one's own. Every stage of Talmud study is included. It's as simple as that, in, in every volume. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's an intro to every volume, right? There's an intro to every, intro to every tractate of Masechta, correct? Yes. There's an intro, a, a general intro, to the entire Shas. Then there's an intro to each Masechta, there's an intro to each parak, each chapter, and there's a summary at the end of each chapter. Uh, and those are translations from Rav Steinzalf's Hebrew. I, I do want to say that when I first began uh, being involved in this project, I met personally with Rabbi Steinzalf. I met with him consistently over the first few years of the project. Um, and he encouraged us to take liberties with his original translation. He said, you know, if you feel you have to modify it, change it, he gave us, in his words, carte blanche to do that. So essentially, it's Rav Steinzeltz's original work, translated now into modern English, but uh, you'll find changes between his Hebrew original and, uh, and where we needed to change things. So sometimes we had to modify the translation, the introduction, one way or the other, the introductions to the tractates, the introduction to the chapters, the summaries of the chapters, uh, for the English reader, for the modern reader, in order to make sure 
we were producing a product that could reach every person uh, who was interested in studying Talmud. Spoken like a true Torah giant who wants to make Talmud accessible to all, he says, if you need to uh, modify the translation, go ahead and do so, as long as it's enhancing the project and helping people uh, make their way through the Talmud. Unbelievable. Uh, I want to uh, I want to remind everybody, as Rabbi Weinrib uh, said earlier, uh, but I'll say it just in a list form. Uh, there are halachic background and note sections on every daf. There's a language section, personality section, background section, note section, images as well. I would assume some mesechdot, some tractates have more images than others, Rabbi Weinrib. Yes, of course. Uh, the the uh, images, the illustrations, the all that accessory material um, was necessary really for every tractate. Um, uh, and what was fascinating to all of us is that Rav Steinsaltz, in his original work, uh, did supply a number of illustrations, etc. But let me give a simple example. When the Talmud first mentions a coin, uh, a shekel, or an isar, or a dinar, um, he would provide, he got an artist, I guess, would sketch a cartoon uh, image, a uh, hand-drawn image of that coin. Right. Well, what we're able to do now, of course, with the technology available to us, is to go to some museum where there are real shekels, <laughs> archaeological finds, and produce them in full color. So if you want to see what a shekel looks like, you, you'll see it in full color on the page wherever a shekel is mentioned. At the beginning, near the beginning of uh, Maseches Brochos, is a mention of an uh, ancient uh, burial technique where Jewish people would be buried in the in a cavern and in the walls of the cavern. It's called a kuch, chof, 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 in, in Hebrew. When the Talmud mentions that, we actually, actually have a photograph of a kuch. Right? <laughs> in in, in uh, Beit Sha'arim, in Israel today, uh, that's an archaeological site, and we have a full-color image of an actual coffin in the wall of a cave. Uh, which makes everything come alive in a way that uh, no other edition can match. Unbelievable. You actually see what you're studying. And those of us who have seen uh, other works by Koran, we're familiar with just how amazing those photos and images are, and uh, they're doing the same thing here with the Talmud. And it's interesting you say that it will not be, th- this is something that no other shots in the world would provide, right? When it comes to the number of and the type of images and, and photos, no other shots has that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's images and photos and charts and maps and uh, things of that nature. Right. There's also something else in terms of context, which I, I want to mention. Sure. Uh, Rav Steinzel felt strongly in his Hebrew translation that we had to reinstate the full text of the Talmud. The Talmud in its traditional Vilna edition and in, all the, in several preceding centuries of printed Talmuds were censored, censored heavily either by the, the Roman Catholic Church or out of fear for the reactions of the Roman Catholic Church. So all references to uh, Yeshua HaNotzri, to Jesus Christ, were taken out of the uh, Talmud that you'll study in a traditional Talmud version or in the other uh, translations that are available today. Our Steinzel felt strongly that those original texts, which we have access to nowadays, should be reinstated on the page in their proper place in the Talmud, because they were part of the original Talmud. And in his notes and in our notes on the, in the margins, whenever there are these references to early Christians, we explain what that's all about. 
And what was the nature of the interaction between certain of the Amoroim, certain of the Talmudic rabbis, and the early Christians? Most of the early Christians were Jews themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that type of material gives you a context, which is my primary example of what I mean by context. You, you, get, you realize that the rabbis of the Talmud were living in a world where they were subject to all sorts of uh, uh, challenges, influences, competition, etc. Uh, and, uh, and that's brought to life in the reinstated full text of the Talmud with the censored material reinstated, number one, and with explanatory notes giving you a little bit of background about some of those uh, historical conditions. It's sounds- just one example of, of the historical, biographical, uh, ideological context within which the Talmud was uh, composed and redacted. It sounds like Rav Steinzaltz is a fan of knowledge and information. <laughs> he sure is. A fan is the right word if it stands for a fanatic. <laughs> yeah, because if he's a fanatic. He's just fanatically dedicated, and and those of us who are involved with this project are also fanatically dedicated to knowledge, education, information, factuality, uh, and that's the product that we're presenting. We'll have an opportunity to speak more about Cohen this Friday when they join us uh, in Jerusalem. We're going to be at the uh, World Mizrahi Siamashas tomorrow night. In Binyanei Haoma, Rabbi Weinrib, your your thoughts as all these uh, siyumim are some have already taken place. Uh, siyumim taking place in so many major cities around the world. Obviously, today, uh, close to a hundred thousand people in, in New Jersey, and then uh, as I said earlier, uh, over the next few days and weeks, there'll be all different types of siyumim to celebrate the completion of the Talmud. Your thoughts on this auspicious period of time? It is an auspicious period of time. I want to mention that I'm speaking to you from Boca Raton, Florida, which is having its own Siyum Hashas Tafyomi, which is taking place today and actually in just a couple of hours, wow. uh, where, where they expect over 2,000 people. Now that pales compared to what's available in New York City, right. but this is uh, Boca Raton, Florida. And there are 2,000 individuals in the various synagogues, most of whom actually studied Dafyomi, I'm speaking from Century Village in Boca Raton, where there's a shul here, Torah Or, where there are several shiurim and dafyomi, which do use, many people do use the uh, current Talmud Bavli here, and they're making the siyum, and this is a program that uh, we all, those of us who are down here, uh, look forward to uh, participating in. And your thoughts in general that the that the Jewish globe has this period of time over these weeks as, as celebrating the completion of the Talmud and and Torah study. You know, there were many Rabbi Weinrib, especially toward the time, around the time, I should say, uh, toward the end of World War II and the founding of the, uh, or the expansion of the Jewish communities of the United States, as an example, who wondered whether there was a future for Torah study. And look what we have today. Yeah, well, it's, this is, of course, a remarkable achievement, and it's a, it's, a, it's a reflection of so much else. I mean, the fact that thousands upon thousands, it's not exaggerating to say tens of thousands of individuals have in the past seven and a half years studied the entire Shas page by page. Now, some of them may have just studied it on the surface and some of them studied in depth, but that itself is absolutely unprecedented. But it's a reflection of a revival of, of Talmud Torah. Uh, something which no one uh, would have predicted uh, in 1945 at the end of that terrible Holocaust. Uh, 
um, and something which is, uh, in, in a sense, not nothing less than miraculous yeah. uh, to have the thousands of people to come and to participate and to celebrate in this way. And I say celebrate because one of the things that one discovers in studying Torah in general, studying Dafyomi in particular, and I make it my business to um, to, to interview people who are studying Dafyomi from all walks of life. Uh, all the ends of the ideological spectrum, uh, male and female, old and young. And, and, and one thing that comes out all the time is um, that Pikudei Hashem Yishorim Mesamchelev. There's a simcha, there's a joy to Torah study. And that's extremely important. Torah is Mesameach Esalev, it gladdens the heart. Uh, we have people, of course, as uh, you live through life in seven and a half years, you live through smachot, you live through joyous occasions, you live through challenges, you live through illness, you live through loss. Um, but nevertheless, that Torah is with you day by day, and it gives you something to live, your, live for. It gives you meaning in life, and it gives you nothing less than joy and happiness. And that's the celebration of today. It's, it's really reached its apex of simcha, of celebration. Uh, in all of these siyumim, they'll be song, they'll be singing, they'll be dancing. Uh, there's a concert here in Boca Raton after the siyum wow. here. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just something that's worthy of... Of a celebration. So I will nothing uh, so, less than celebration. So I will wish you a Mazel Tov number one on the Siyum, especially the one that you're participating in today, and I'll wish you a Mazel Tov on the completion of this incredible seven to eight year project of the uh, Noe edition Koran Talmud Bavli. And I joke with you, Rabbi Weinrib, when you when you um, when you um, were writing the Kinnis book, I said it must have been it must have been depressing <laughs> being involved in Tisha B'av, you know, during the regular time of the year, so to speak. But it, it must have been incredible to be in this ocean of Talmud for such a period of time and really be enveloped by it uh, during the time that you were working on this project. Yes, it's a lot easier to learn Gemara <laughs> than to translate the Kinnos. That's for sure. Um, that's for sure. Uh, I wonder if I could mention some opportunities that people have to actually access yeah, please. Uh, the current Talmud Bavli. Um, uh, the, the, the current is offering a, a bargain price right now. If a person buys the full set of the current Talmud Bavli, the full color set is $1,600 right now, the black and white $999. But with that, you will get what we call a reference package of four or five other works that Koran publishes that are really excellent um, study guides. We have something called the Reference Guide to the Talmud, originally written by Rav Steinsatz himself, but now greatly expanded by Rabbi Josh Schreier and his team. And this is a reference guide to Talmud. You could look up all sorts of entries and find out much more than you're going to have in any um, standard uh, uh, original or translation of the Talmud. You're also going to have a Gemara card, which is a plastic laminated card with the basic terms that you need to know, uh, etc. You're also going to get Rabbi Frank's Practical Talmud Dictionary, which is a separate work, an excellent work. And you're also going to get another fascinating work called um, Hamafteach, 
which is actually an index to the Talmud, a full volume, several hundred pages, an index on any subject. You're interested in whatever you want to think about, interested in, in science, interested in history, interested in philosophy, interested in language. You look up a term in that mafteach, and you will find indexed where in the Talmud you will find uh, content on that subject of your interest. All of those works will come as part of the reference package, which you will get for free when you order the uh, full uh, set of, of uh, Karen Talmud Bavli. Phenomenal. And that's just... Um, and everyone can go to... Co- just, hey, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and for those who just want to taste it one time at a time, you can get the uh, full-color edition, full-size edition of, uh, of Barachos, of the first Masechus, which, we, by the way, doesn't start today. It starts next week. Right. Uh, so you still have a few days to get prepared, and that's on sale now for just $30 uh, for that volume. So you can get the one volume, you can get the whole set, various bargain prices. If you act uh, now or if you act soon, um, you can kind of look at your local Jewish bookstore. They should have it. Uh, if not, you can go to Corin Pub, K-O-R-E-N-P-U-B dot com, um, and, uh, and get, a, get it uh, from the website. All the information about this at CorinPub.com, CorinPub.com. You'd have to assume prices will go up after the CMHS. To take advantage of the 42-volume set of Talmud, the Noe edition, Talmud Bavli. Um, Rav Steinsaltz has revised the reference guide, the Practical Talmud Dictionary, the Gemara Card, Hamafteach, all this stuff that Rabbi Weiner just mentioned. It's all part of the package when you uh, purchase the uh, the set for $1,600, uh, which is a tremendous bargain. And $30 for Masechus Brachos. Koran's offering the Noe edition Koran Talmud Masechus Brachos in color or black and white for just $30. Go to CorinPub.com for details. Rabbi Weinrib, Mazel Tov. Thanks so much for joining us. An incredible work, uh, something uh, monumental and remarkable, and I thank you for sharing all this with us this morning. Thank you, and good luck. Hatzlacha to you, Mazel Tov to you, and uh, safe travels. Tadaraba. Thank you so much. Rabbi Dr. Tzviersh Weinrib, Editor-in-Chief of the Noe Edition, Koran Talmud Bavli. Uh, of course, the Rav Steinzaltz, uh, Koran Talmud Bavli.